Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What happens when you put two middle-aged guys together, each with full-time jobs, five kids between them, and a couple of wives who don't give them a big enough allowance to spend on production value for a fantasy sports show? It sure as hell isn't going to be any good. But they insist on doing this nonsense anyway. So without further ado, it's time for the Fighting Chance Fantasy Show with Ryan Hallam and Steve Rappin. We're gonna call this. We're gonna call this take two tonight. Uh, last night, in case you didn't join us again, the Fighting Chance Fantasy Show, uh, we had a little technical difficulties. Uh, for some reason, Steve and I couldn't connect to each other, so we're gonna call this take two. So, uh, welcome in everybody. It's Wednesday. It's 10 p.m. It's time for the Fighting Chance Fantasy Show. That's right. It's Wednesday. It's 10 p.m. I know it's Thursday. Screw you. I'm saying it's Wednesday because that's when we usually do the show. And I am Ryan Hallam from Fighting Chance Fantasy. And with me as always is my good buddy, my pal, Steve Rappin. Steve, can I hear you tonight? Can you hear me? I can hear you. It's wonderful. Perfect. It was more of a connection issue last night, but for those that didn't listen, and we did delete the show, Ryan did give it an effort while we were trying to get our connection issues done, and I loved it, because I was listening to him as we were trying to connect, and and over the course of 15 minutes, you could hear Ryan just getting more pissed off by the minute, he was losing his shit, and finally by the end, all of us, we just got, for those that were listening, we got a, fuck it, I'm done, and then he just hung up. So hopefully we don't get that uh, downtrodden tonight. We're a little bit more upbeat, and Ryan doesn't lose steam twenty minutes into the show. No, I, I feel good about our connection tonight. Uh, my wine glass is still up here from last night. There's an empty beer. Uh, there's like you know Christmas presents strewn everywhere, but uh, we are ready tonight. The connection is good. Uh, if I have you now, we're not going to lose you. Uh, I don't know what in the hell happened yesterday, but uh, you, you and I couldn't sync. I, I think it was on my side, but regardless of the fact, I have a, a quick quick story from this evening that I wanted to share before we get into fantasy football. So, you know, uh, the dog is uh, is kind of an important part of our, our household here, and she pretty much uh, you know does as she pleases. And my wife clearly has much more of a dog heart than she has an animal heart. So, you know, we have a, a sectional couch, so she was sitting on one end, and on the complete other end was the dog laying there, and uh, my wife got up from her seat, went over, and just started hug the dog, told her how much she loved her, 
And all I could sit there and think was, just once in my life, I would like her to get up from where she's sitting, walk over to me, and say anything that closely resembled what she just said to the dog, because that shit never happens. And I looked at her, I'm like, what, what are you doing? And, and I'm going to tweet out a picture of the dog who lives a lap of luxuries. You'll see her on the couch, not only on the couch, but with her head on a pillow. And apparently she read some article about some dog that was left in like a pillowcase and thrown on the side of the road. And apparently that led her to hug our dog, who, like I said, goes from one goes from a sectional couch to a king size bed, and that's pretty much the life that she leads. So uh, I, I complete. I don't even rank second to the dog in this house. I rank a very distant second to the dog, and it was just uh, I, I don't know. I, it was. Uh, <laughs> An eye-opening evening, uh, if I may say this. So, I don't know if I can one-up you, but it's a similar story because every night we go to bed and we have just a little 15, 20-pound dog. And just as she goes to get into bed, she brings the dog up, plants him right down in between us, gives us all the attention, and I'm I mean. Our dog is, is, I don't know if I can say it on the air, but I'm going to, is the biggest cock blocker I've ever seen. <laughs> purposely placed in between us, um, and I am left just to basically turn around and go to sleep. So um, I don't know if that's necessarily a, a rival story, but it's, I think we're in pretty similar uh, circumstances. Yeah, I mean, I like to think that, uh, you know, you've got almost a decade more of marriage in than I do. So I, I think I, I rank slightly. I, you know, probably get a little bit better uh, situation, but give me another 10 years and I'm sure I'll be in your uh, your neck of the woods there. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I know you've also been frustrated with me today. Uh, I, ha- I am in the championship of one league. It is championship Sunday. Uh, it is, my, you know, the one league that I play for the most money that I'm in the championship for. Uh, I don't know what exactly the pot is, but it's going to be four figures. And uh, I'm having trouble making decisions. Uh, I'm really stressing over my roster, so I appreciate you dealing with me so far today. Well, no problem. And if this keeps up, I will block you on my phone. Um, but as we kind of dig into these matchups, maybe because we kind of know what players you were talking about today. So maybe we'll spend a little bit extra time. Um, on those matchups with the players that you have and see if we can't have you uh, come up with the right decision this week. Yeah, I mean, it is Championship Sunday, Week 16 of the fantasy football season. Uh, you know, I know there are some leagues that go to Week 17, but those commissioners are, are like serious douchebags, really. I mean, there's no reason for you to play the last week. Uh, so we pretty much just make fun of those leagues that go to Week 17. So this is really it for a lot. The show is going to continue to go on. Uh, we already have guests lined up over the next couple weeks. You know, we're just going to talk football and just nonsense uh, for a while and, and just enjoy it. So uh, this is the last week probably where we're going to break down games. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk plenty of football next week as it is week 17, but I don't really see us breaking down games uh, like we've been uh, over the this season. But uh, now I have to scroll down through all the emails I got today to get to your, your notes from yesterday. So there is no Thursday night game tonight, even though, like I said earlier, it's really Wednesday. Um, there's two Saturday games, 
uh, a full slate Sunday and then two uh, Monday night games on Christmas to ruin everyone's Christmas, or at least for uh, Steeler fans and Raider fans, Eagle fans. Well, it's not going to probably ruin Eagle fans. They're probably going to enjoy the shit out of pummeling the Raiders, and the Pittsburgh fans should enjoy pummeling the Texans because Houston has been mailing it in for weeks. So there will be two games on Christmas, two games on Saturday, and then everyone else plays on Sunday. So let's get right to it. We're ten minutes into the show already. All we've talked about is spoiled dogs and, and cock-blocking so far. Hey, you know what? And, and you, people should get used to it because this is the last week we're breaking down games. There's going to be a lot of extra nonsense these next couple weeks. So less football, more nonsense. But this week, let's get to the football. You want to talk a lot more cock-blocking in the next couple weeks? No, 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 no. I think we can find some other nonsense. Okay. That nonsense is going to get me angry enough like you last night where I just hang up. Uh, Indianapolis travels to Baltimore. I talked some of these games uh, yesterday, so uh, I'm going to let you do a lot, even though, like you said, we did delete the show. But for the, you know, two people who listened last night, I don't want to hear them say exactly what I said last night. I mean, uh, let's kind of roll through this a little quickly. Indianapolis, I mean, outside of T.Y. Hilton and maybe Frank Gore, uh, I really don't know if there's anyone else in Indianapolis that you could be excited about at this point. And I'm not excited about either of them, to be honest with you. You know, Frank Gore, one good game this whole season, the rest of the time. Um, yeah, I mean, his upside is 15 fantasy points in PPR, standard league even less. He's going against Indy, who's, who's been playing great the last seven games. They've only allowed 62 yards a game to opposing running backs. I am not playing Frank Gore unless I'm absolutely desperate. T.Y. Hilton, kind of the same thing. I mean, he's he's feasted this season on three different games, uh, on Houston, San Francisco, and Cleveland. The rest of the time, hasn't gotten double-digit points once. Hasn't had a catch for more than – or he's had only one catch for more than 16 yards over the last five games. Um, I'm taking a pass if I can on T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, I agree. I kind of said that last night. Uh, I, I, well, I don't know if I'm taking a pass. I mean, if you're playing three wide receivers in a flex, i got to believe there's a way to work T.Y. Hilton in some way. If you're playing two in a flex, maybe not. Uh, it's going to be tough, though. But Baltimore uh, is actually been one of the better teams in football over the past three three or so weeks and not only their defense who is uh who i'm going against in that league that we're talking about the guy has the baltimore defense i'm hoping jacoby Brissett looks like tom brady this week uh but their offense has been very impressive too scoring 30 40 points a game so as far as baltimore is concerned i know buck allen kind of had a good game uh last week I'm still all about Alex Collins, and uh, what do you think about Mike Wallace? I like Mike Wallace. I mean, he's been the top 30 wide receiver for the last six games. I think he had 10 targets last game. Um, without Jeremy Macklin in, they're going against the Indy pass defense, which is, in terms of yardage against, 30th in the league, giving up over 250 yards passing a game. Um, good matchup. If Macklin doesn't play, even if Macklin does play, he's going to be uh, he's going to be limited. I, I love Mike Wallace this week, to be honest with you. All right, I'm looking at my rankings right now. I have Mike Wallace 23rd, and, and my rankings are not posted yet. They will be out tomorrow. Since there was no games today, I, I was working on some other stuff. Slacker, <clears throat> sorry. And I have and I have T. Y. Hilton at 32. So Mike Wallace 
Dallas 23, T.Y. Hilton 32. That kind of lets you know whereabouts I'm looking at those two wide receivers this week. Uh, the guy that we um, I do want to discuss real quick is Ben Watson. Uh, had a good game last week. Uh, two of his last three have been good. Uh, I'm struggling. He is one of my choices that I can play at tight end, along with Charles Clay and uh, Antonio Gates. Where do you think Watson's potential falls this week against Indianapolis? Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but Ben Watson and, and Charles Clay, which we'll get into a little bit, are two of the guys that you were talking about that you're considering right now. Um, both of them, they're upside. If you look at Ben Watson's points uh, over his game logs, his high was 17. He had, let's see, 17 twice. He had 11 twice. And, and then he had a 10. The rest were all single digits. So you want to give me his upside? I'm going to say it's probably in the 15 to 17 range. Now, he is going against Indianapolis, who is one of the worst teams um, in defending the tight end. They've given up double-digit points to, to three of their last four um, tight ends that they faced. So I, I think he might be in that, you know, say 12 to 15 range this week rather in that six to eight-point range. So I like Watson this week. I don't love him, but I like Watson this week. So you like him, like him, but you don't love him. I don't love him. I wouldn't even say I like him, like him. I like him. Okay. Um, one like and then him. Okay. For for those of you who maybe uh, lost Carson Wentz or a quarterback over the past couple of weeks and are streaming, how do you feel about uh, Joe Flacco's possibilities this week? Is, would he be among your top maybe choice or two among quarterback streamers that are likely to be available? Oh, yeah, I do like uh, uh, Joe Flacco this week. Now, if you want a guy that's going to get you 300 passing yards, I don't know if I'm necessarily – in love with that but you want a guy that can get you say 250 yards and two scores i think he can do that against this india indianapolis pass defense depends what what the options are out there but 250 yards and two touchdowns i, I think are, are very doable i think i said that exact same sentence last night did you? Because I, I missed the beginning. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that I said that uh, if you wanted to stream uh, Flacco, you could look for 250 yards and two touchdowns, which is really scary. Uh, now, here's the only thing that scares me about that is they are almost two touchdown favorites. So if it gets out of hand early, I, I think we could see a lot of Alex Collins and Buck Allen, which could limit his opportunities. So. That is one area of concern that I have for him. But overall, I think he's a, a solid play. Um, and, and like I said, I think he could easily you know, be a, a solid streamer for you this week. All right, our buddy Al on Twitter has a couple questions for us before we get into the next game. And I have an answer of at least de- definitely one. And let's go to the defense question first. He's got a chance uh, to go. Uh, this is also for cash. The Bears D against Cleveland. The Chargers D against the Jets. I'll go first. I'll go first while you're talk while you're thinking about it. And I'm going to go with the Chargers, and here's why: uh, the Jets, I believe, were shut out against the Broncos. Uh, they're going to have Bryce Petty at quarterback, uh, and they really have, to me, mailed it in. So I don't really expect the Jets to score a lot of points. Maybe they'll score ten, maybe thirteen. I can count on some points for some sacks because Joey Bosa is probably going to beat 
in Bryce Petty's asshole most of the game. And I'm also going to uh, expect at least Petty to make one stupid throw, possibly two. So I think uh, there's a chance for sacks, at least the pick, maybe a fumble. Uh, so I think you're going to score points with the Chargers either way. Now, Bears defense against Cleveland. The Bears have scored touchdowns probably more than the Cleveland offense. The Bears defense has scored touchdowns. But Kaiser... I don't... Uh, he's no good. Yeah, he's no good. But I, I think... I feel like he takes care of the ball. Uh, decently. I don't think we see four interception games out of Kaiser. We don't see anything impressive, but I think he's at least... I want to say the word better, but it won't come out of my mouth because I'm talking about the Sean Kaiser, so I'm going to say Kaiser's better. Uh, So I'm going to give the slight edge to the Chargers. I don't think you can go wrong either way. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. And, And you mentioned the Bears... Um, scoring a lot of touchdowns. And, and, you know, I thought the same thing. That was my first inclination was to say the Bears because they score a lot of touchdowns. I just looked. They have four defensive touchdowns on the season. And I think a lot of it was because they had that two in that game against Carolina with, uh, I can't even remember his name, but he ran two long ones back. Um, Chargers have had had just as many. So uh, I think in the Bears – Cleveland game, it's going to be a slow game, um, a lot of running, and I think that's going to mean not as many opportunities for a turnover or sacks. I think you nailed it. I think Bryce Petty will be good for an interception or two. Um, that secondary in, in L.A. for the Chargers is, is nasty, and you mentioned Bosa. They got Melvin Ingram on the other side. Right, right. I think they can light him up for some sacks as well, so... I am with you. I'm going the Chargers. Yeah, I think this has a chance to be like a, maybe a six sack game for the Chargers. I think they're gonna they're gonna eat the Jets alive. All right. So the, the t- question two is, what do we think of Alan Hearns this week? Who looks like he's going to return? Do we like him or Keelan Cole? Uh, Marquise Lee is going to miss the game. D.D. Westbrook, who you know, I I think we both loved uh, as he returned, kind of threw a stinker up last week. Uh, Hearns looks like he might return. Probably going to return. Keelan Cole went bananas last week. I think it was like six for one eight or seven for one eighty six and a touchdown or something like that last week. Uh do you trust in Hearns his first game back or if you had to choose one or the other you'd go with Ke- Keelan Cole? Oh I would go with Cole. Yeah me too. He, uh, I think Hearns he, he was limited in practice, so it's not even uh, a for sure thing that he plays right now. But even if he does, I mean Keelan Cole, even with um Marquise Lee in the lineup, he scored a touchdown in three straight games. And so uh, I think he could be, you know, a, a really good play. I picked him up in, in one of my leagues that I'm in. I, think I did too. The, fight, the Fighting Chance League. And, and I'm playing him this week. I have him ranked higher than D.D. Westbrook. And I think even if Hearns plays, I think Keelan Cole is the, the best option as far as their wide receivers go this week well and one you know one thing that we didn't talk about today about my lineup is i've got to play two of martavis bryant keelan cole and cooper cup uh it's because i picked up cole as well off waivers and i'm giving serious consideration to putting him into my lineup this weekend all right well let me just look at my rankings here i got martavis bryant 25th no antonio brown i love martavis bryant i got juju even ahead of him I got Keelan Cole as 27, so 20, what did I say the first one was? 
I wasn't listening. Oh. Who else am I looking for? Um, uh, Cooper Cup. I got him at 38. Yeah, I mean, right now, that's where I'm leaning to do Bryant and, and Cole. I picked them both up off waivers, and I, I think I'm putting them both in. I think you should. I have them both basically as borderline wide receiver two, wide receiver threes this week. So I think it's a good play. All right, let's continue on. Al, I hope we helped you out. If you got anything else, of course, put it out on Twitter. Anyone else who's listening to the show, if there's anyone out there, uh, of course, we'd love to hear from you on Twitter. Give us a little shout. Just say that we're listening. We'll acknowledge you, and then we'll laugh at you for wasting your time listening to us. But uh, Saturday night, we're going to have the Vikings traveling to Green Bay. Uh, we're going to have Brett Hundley time again. Aaron Rodgers got hit a few too many times and was sore uh, after the game. So with the Packers now out of the playoffs, we're going to go back to Brett Hundley. Uh, you know, we thought Jordy Nelson was going to be the beneficiary of, of Rodgers playing last week. That was not the case. Uh, and with Hundley coming back, I don't think that does Jordy any favors, uh, even with Devontae Adams being out. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not playing Jordy uh, Jordy Nelson over his last uh, eight games. He's averaged a little over 22 yards a game, had a high of 35 yards. Oh my god! In the last six games of 35. That's yards. a sin. Plus, you'll probably see with with Devonte Adams, he was getting a lot of shadow coverage from opponents, top wide receivers, excuse me, cornerbacks. That should go to Jordy Nelson this week. Um, which means he'll he'll probably see a lot of Xavier Rhodes, who's one of the better cornerbacks in the league. So um, I, I am staying away. Jordy, I think I even have. I got him at – sorry, I got to scroll down a little bit. Um, well, I should say I got him down. I can't find him right now. Maybe I even didn't put him in my top 50. Wow, that would be uh, that would be pretty amazing if you didn't even have him in your top fifty. But uh, the way he's going to get you twenty five yards and no score. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just talking about name value. I was I was just going to say. I mean, you can't argue with the way he's been producing, but it's just shocking, you know, how we see guys, uh, you know, what we expect in August when we draft, and now here in December, what is actually. Uh, the reality is sometimes kind of shocking. Uh, from the, the running back point of view in Green Bay, you uh, on the Jamal Williams back uh, bandwagon if you got to play one? You know, yeah. I'm playing him if I'm playing anyone. Um, and one thing with Green Bay, you know, last week with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers in there, they threw the ball on 71% of plays. Uh, before that with Hundley, they threw it at only 54% of the plays. So, you know, they run the ball a lot more with Hundley in there. Yes, it's a tough matchup, but Jamal Williams did pretty well with, with uh, Hundley under center. So um, I think he's uh, not a great play this week, but I, I think he's a borderline flex play this week. Uh, as far as Minnesota's concerned, I, I mean, I think you're, you know, with the Packers' very subpar defense, I think you're loading everybody up. Keenum, uh, Latavius Murray, uh Diggs, Thielen, Rudolph. Is there anyone, uh, if you have a Viking, that you're not playing Saturday night? No, no. I mean, Keenum's been a stud. 19 straight fantasy points in seven straight games. Um, This was something interesting that that I read. uh, Like I mentioned, each week I get a lot of my stuff from uh, the worksheet on Roto World. Rich Rebar does a great thing. McKinnon, since Delvin Cook has been out, he has 42 receptions. Um... Since Delvin Cook is out, that's behind only Le'Veon Bell and Alvin Kamara. So, you know, PPR leagues, I'm firing him up. Latavius, he's a solid player. 
Thielen, I think I have him as, let me look up here, um, as like my third or fourth best wide receiver this week. So anyone that you got, I'm firing them up right now. The Rams travel to Tennessee to play the Titans. Uh, The Titans coming off the loss to the three straight win 49ers. Uh, We'll talk about my man boner with Jimmy Garoppolo later. I know I said that last night, but tonight we really will talk about it, and it's fairly substantial, just so you know. Uh, from the Titans, their offense is just pathetic. I mean, Marcus Mariota clearly did not take the next step this year uh, to fantasy superstardom or fantasy even fantasy averagedom. Really, I mean, he has just been meh, for lack of a better word. Uh, I don't even know if I can say that. Yeah, it, mean, it's very disappointing. Quarterback twenty-one on the season. Um, He's only been a quarterback one in fantasy three times this season. So, unless you're desperate, um, and even if you're desperate, I'd rather play a guy like Joe Flacco over Mariota. Yeah, I agree. And the problem with the running backs is they they, they have now kind of really started to split it. I don't want to say 50-50 because I don't have stats in front of me, but I won't be surprised if your dopey ass does have it. But they're splitting it so much now that I don't know if you can trust Murray or Henry at this point. Yeah, no, it's not quite 50-50. DeMarco, I don't have the stat, but DeMarco wow. has been getting a lot more run. But he sucks. I mean, he has been absolutely god-awful this year. Um, he had one game over 100, and 100 yards. The rest of the time, he has in top 66 yards the rest of the season. So you're banking on a touchdown if you're if you're playing DeMarco Murray or, or Derrick Henry, and you never know which one's going to score the damn touchdown. So... Um, I'm, I'm not in love with either of them this week. Now, the only other guy who's really worth considering, I mean, maybe Rashard Matthews. Uh, that's really kind of a, a you know, a wild card play to me. Uh, but Delaney Walker at tight end, uh, I think he's a reasonable uh, selection with the Rams defense getting a little soft to tight ends recently. Oh, absolutely. Delaney's a decent play this week. I mean, um, right now the Rams are, are sixth in giving up receptions to the tight end position, and they've given up five touchdowns to the tight ends, um, opposing tight ends over their last seven games. So um, it's a good matchup for tight ends. He's been playing well. He's consistent. So I, I, I have Delaney Walker 5-6 in my rankings. So I, I like him this week. And as far as the Rams, I think, you know, Gurley uh, led everyone to fantasy championships last week. I think he had like 155 total yards and four touchdowns. Uh, you you hope to God, because I'm an owner of his, you can give us one more monster week as Gurley you know, completes his monster comeback season. Jared Goff, I think you're, you're putting in there. And as far as the wide receivers, I think uh, Robert Woods is the guy to, uh, to get excited about. I think he's the best option right now. Sammy Watkins, over his past 11 games, is only averaging a little over two receptions a game. Um, but Robert Woods, he's been a wide receiver two or better in six of his last nine. So his first game back from an injury was last week, um, and he still and he still did pretty decent. So, um, yeah, the, the Rams, they're third against the rush as far as yards go, but they're 25th against the pass. So... I think if this Rams team plays it smart, which we both know Sean McVay is is a brilliant coach, um, I think they're going to pass the ball a lot. I love Goff. I like Robert. I love 
on Robert Woods this week as well. I'd also like to point out that the Rams went to Seattle and smacked the shit out of the Seahawks last week and basically took a stranglehold on the division. Yay, Rams. Uh, I can't say how much I enjoyed Seattle getting their asses kicked uh, last week by the Rams. So, hooray, Rams. Todd Gurley, give me one more big game. Uh, the Bills will go to New England to play the Patriots. I mean, New England is New England. Uh, you're pretty much going to, uh, you know, you ride or die with your Patriots. Obviously, Brady, who who hasn't been, you know, statistically Brady this year. But, I mean, I think at this point, if you're in the fantasy championship, how do you sit Tom Brady? You know what? I, I am very interested because I've done – my wide receivers, I've done my tight ends, and I've done about half of my running backs right now, and I have not gotten to quarterback. But just listen to some of the things about Brady. Um, in December, he's thrown two or fewer touchdowns in 13 of his last 16 games versus divisional opponents, and he only averages 234 pass yards in those games. Um, Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo's allowing a touchdown pass every 304 yards, which is the best rate in the league. League average is teams are giving up a passing touchdown um, to opposing quarterbacks every 169 and a half yards. So Buffalo is playing the pass tough, and Brady has a history of not really performing in December like he does early in the season. So, um, you know, I'm probably not going to have Brady – Outside of a quarterback one, I can't see him having him there, but I think he's going to be in that 8-10 to 10 range this week. I I just don't like putting him up in my top three or four like usual. You know, I, I think a lot of that might have to do with them just, you know, usually by this time of year they're cruising into the playoffs where they're just not, you know, their foot is off the gas at this point. And as it should be this year, too, the division has been a complete and utter disaster once again. Uh, but I, I, and I don't know for sure, but I have a feeling in my head that's kind of why Brady's December numbers might not be as good as they are earlier in the year. Well, and this could be one of those games, too. Let's see, they're projected to score 29.5 points. Buffalo's projected to score 17.5. This could get out of hand as well, although one thing with New England is they don't always take the foot you know, off the pedal. They'll still fire it up with Brady as it is, but Deion Lewis has been playing great football um i think Deion lewis is gonna be a fantastic play this week on the buffalo side i mean it's LaShawn mccoy and nothing else right i mean yeah right i, I can't uh, tyrod taylor been bad um even mccoy i don't like as much he's not he's definitely not as productive on the road as he is at home but i'm, I'm staying away from any of their wide receivers um Clay is. We talked about him earlier in the day. Yeah, he, he's kind of like a, a Watson mold. The guy, his upside is going to give you 15, 17 points, something like that. He played New England two weeks ago or three weeks ago, had three catches for twenty yards. So you give me Watson or Clay, I, I'm going to take Watson for the upside and not really, you know, be in love with either of them though. The Cleveland Browns will face the Chicago Bears. Uh, something is telling me that the the Browns have a chance to pull this one out. Uh, to snap the 0-16. Uh, I know it's in Chicago. It's probably not going to be awesome weather. Uh, not that Cleveland usually gets awesome weather anyway. Uh, 
Maybe it's just wishful thinking because I hate to see teams go over, you know, like your Lions did a few years ago. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson both have been good. Josh Gordon has been much better than I anticipated him being. Uh, I think those three guys are playable, and, and I think that's it for the Browns. Oh, I agree. Um, Gordon has just about more than double targets of, of Corey Coleman since he's been back. The only bad part is um, we talked about Kaiser briefly just a few minutes ago. Of the passes, the 28 targets that were thrown, um, Josh Gordon's way pro football focus only has, uh, it was either 44 or 46% of those balls that were catchable. So I like Josh Gordon, but with Deshaun Kaiser throwing him the ball, um, he's not going to catch every ball his way because they're going to be all over the place. So I, I like Crowell. I, I think he's a good play this week, and I'll play Gordon. Um, but I, I just have expectations limited just a bit with Kaiser throwing him the ball. On the Chicago side, obviously uh, Jordan Howard is going to be the man. And then we have uh, Trubisky. I, I know the Browns aren't good. Uh, in week 16, I went on a I went on a little bit of a rant about Trubisky last night. Uh, signs point to him having a good game, but in week 16, championship Sunday, am I going to? Uh, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be certain leagues and certain situations where uh, you know things are going to be a little different. But man, would I have a really hard time resting my season championship on the shoulder of Mitch Trubisky. You know, here's the thing with Trubisky, and they were very conservative with him off the get-go. Um, and over the last couple weeks, they've started to take the reins off just a little bit and give him a little bit more freedom. Now, I watched every snap of that Lions game last week. And there were times he looked really good, but man, those those three interceptions that he threw, they were bad choices. And so that, I, I don't know, it makes me think that they're going to try to lean on the run this week just because I think if, if they have any hopes of winning, they can't turn the ball over, you know, like they did against Detroit last week. So I expect a reduction in the amount of throws, especially if the weather's bad in Chicago this time of the year. Uh, I'm I'm not loving Mitch Trubisky this week. Kendall Wright's about the only one on that side. And that guy's had like 25 targets um, over the last two weeks. It's been crazy. Um, Other than that, 24 targets, excuse me. You know, but but Trubisky I'm not in love with. The Saints and the Falcons uh, will square off on Sunday. And, And last night, I think, I believe I said, basically fire up anyone in this matchup on either side. Uh, I know the Saints defense has been fairly good. It's, it's definitely in the top half of defenses this year. But, man, I, I, I kind of think it basically anyone, Breeze, Kamara, Ingram, Michael Thomas, uh, and then uh, Matt Ryan, Devonta Freeman, Julio Jones, even Sanu, I, I think you're firing up anyone in this game. I agree. And so I think because you play everyone, I think it, it at least – serves us to, to briefly mention DFS. If it's a DFS thing that you're looking at, because you're playing both Elvin Kamara and, and Ingram, 
If you're going to pick one of them for DFS, though, I like Alvin Kamara this week. He's been a running back one and eight straight, and Atlanta is 30th in, in giving up uh, receiving points to running back. So I love Alvin Kamara this week. Um, when it comes to, to Julio on the other side, he'll probably see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore, who's been one of the, the better cornerbacks in the league this, this season. So while I'm still playing him in my season-long league, I'm probably sitting him in this matchup against New Orleans as far as DFS. Uh, maybe sitting is the wrong word. Let's just say I'm, I'm passing him over this week. Your Lions are going to play Cincinnati, and uh, let's face it, the Bengals have mailed it in. Their coaches already basically said you don't want to come back next year. Uh, as Marvin Lewis is basically, oh, you know, letting us know a few weeks ahead of time he's going to be exiting stage right uh, when the season is over. So the the, the Bengals have kind of mailed it in. Uh, Joe Mixon, I believe, is out of the concussion protocol, but I don't know that he's one hundred percent that he's going to play. Uh, and people have been very excited about Giovanni Bernard since Mixon's been out, but he hasn't done anything that's excited me. Uh, in his time as the starting running back. So to me, uh, it's A.J. Green and a bunch of not much else uh, for the Bengals. Yeah, and even A.J. Green hasn't been the A.J. Green that uh, that he has been in previous years. He's been a wide receiver three or better in only four of his last nine games, and he's going to probably see a lot of Darius Slay this week as well. And, and, man, he's a physical corner, um, fun guy to watch, good corner. But, um, yeah, I, he, A.J. Green's another guy. I'm playing in, in my season long, but I'm passing him over in, um, in DFS this week. My opponent in my big league has A.J. Green, so I'm really hoping that you're, you're right. Uh, Al threw another question for us, Case Keenum and Cam Newton uh, this week. Uh, you said, Cam, I'm agreeing with you. Uh it's closer than what people would think, though. It um, is, it is. I'm going to give the edge a, to Cam like you did because of the, the legs, the the running, the possible running touchdowns, maybe 50, 60 yards he might get on the ground. That's why I'm going to give the edge to Cam. Well, and, and that's I'm, I'm so glad that you said that, and, and I'm trying to pull it up right now. But he's had, what is it, 50 yards rushing in like seven straight games or something like that, and I'm trying to pull it up as we speak. But but I think that's the key, the, the rushing uh, ability that he has just kind of puts him in contention for uh, for the top quarterback every week. So that in itself is just making me lean toward Cam. Your Lions, I mean, what's going on with the running situation? What what are we? Who are we trusting uh, for as far as the Lions and the running back situation? I, I know it's week sixteen. You're probably going to say nobody. Uh, but give us a little rundown of what you think the the running back situation against Cincinnati. Well, let's just say this. I, I think it depends. Theo Riddick left the last game with a wrist injury. If he doesn't play, I, I think it, it definitely makes the running back situation um, a little more enticing because I think Tian Green will get a lot of the early down work. And he's actually, as far as running the ball, looked much better than Theo Riddick and Amir Abdullah. Um, he actually has looked really good. I'm surprised they, didn't, they haven't given him more carries. Um, but Amir Abdullah could be, I mean, they've used him in the passing game too. So if Riddick plays, I'm staying away from all of them. If Riddick is out, if it's a PPR league, I would consider Amir Abdullah in the flex. Um, and I hate to say it, but I would at least consider Tian Green in the flex as well. 
Uh, I maybe your favorite line, and I want to bring him up is Eric Ebron, and that being your favorite line is extremely sarcastic. Um, but he has really come alive the last two weeks. Is this really a, a smokescreen, or can you trust Eric Ebron with your fantasy championship at your tight end? I picked him up in a league, and I'm going to play him this okay. I, I hate to say it, but, you know, the last two weeks he's led the team in targets. It's been um, ridiculous. I know. I, I they, You know, maybe the guy, his head is all over the place. And, and early in the season, he self-admittedly said it. You know, he mentally was out of it. Maybe he's getting in his own right now. And I mean, he's a physically gifted tight end. He's a good blocker. He can be out there, you know, for just about all the plays. I, I like Ebron this week. I really do. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay is going to travel to Carolina. Uh, my quarterback from uh, from my league is going to be Jameis Winston. It's him or or Derek Carr, and I'm going to go with Jameis Winston. Uh, he has been very good uh, in the last month or so. Well, look at I mean, one thing with Jameis Winston, health has always been an issue, um, at least this season, I guess I should say. Maybe not always been an issue. But in the full games he's played, he's been a quarterback one in five out of the seven games and so Carolina the first eight games they of the season they gave up Carolina gave up 201 passing yards per game over the last six games they've given up almost 280 so their secondary is not playing like they did early in the season Winston plays good when he's on the field um I, I like Winston this week uh, Deshaun Jackson likely, well, almost definitely is not going to play. Mike Evans bounced back this past week. I'm sorry, it's your it's your expense in one of our leagues, I know. Uh, so look for a good week for Evans. O.J. Howard went on LIR, so that looks like a good week for Cameron Brait. Uh, on the Carolina side, I'm sorry, on the Tampa Bay side, I'm so, no, on the Carolina side, I'm with it, don't worry. Uh, we talked about Cam... Uh, you know, Devin Funches kind of uh, has, has disappeared coming down the stretch. He is. You know, luckily, um, touchdowns have saved his production a little bit. But I think a lot of his production recently, I mean, he only had eight catches in the last three games. Fortunately, in two of those games, he scored a touchdown. But I think that, that Greg Olson return has really, you know, kind of hurt Funches. Funches is that big target. That they can, you know, that Kelvin Benjamin type guy, 6'3", big bodied, you know, can win a lot of one-on-ones with, with Greg Olson back. I, I think it's allowed Cam to kind of look away from Funches a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's a good matchup this week. Don't get me wrong. Tampa Bay is, is dead last in the league, giving up over 231 uh, yards. 271. Per game. So, I, I'm still going to play Funches. But I, I think his upside is, is definitely not where it was a few weeks ago when, when Greg Olson was still on the shelf. Anyone else in this, this game that you think deserves a little time? You know, I, I think you already mentioned just about everyone. McCaffrey, I think, is a, a decent play in this one as well. Um, I, I, and, and I guess I wouldn't sit Jonathan Stewart. I like McCaffrey better. But uh, Stewart is one of those kind of feast or famine guys. So... Um, you know, I'm not in love with either of the 
the Carolina running backs, but I do like McCaffrey a little bit better than Stewart. The Dolphins will travel to Kansas City in a wildly disappointing Chiefs defense. Uh, even that being said, uh, you know, Kenyon Drake obviously has been very good, and Jarvis Landry also has been very good, but outside of those two, I'd have a hard time starting anyone else from the Miami offense. Uh, I'd love the wild card of Devontae Parker, uh, but he just has disappeared. Uh, you know, Kenny Stills is good for a couple of long ones every once in a while, but to me, it's Drake, it's Landry, and that's really it for Miami. Here's what scares me a little bit. Miami has played absolutely putrid on the road this year. They've only averaged 1.1 offensive touchdowns um, per game on the road. So if if you're going to go off history this season, they're good for about one touchdown. And if I had to guess, you give me the guy that's going to get the touchdown, it's going to be Drake. So I like Drake this week. Jarvis Landry's a solid play. He's the only wide receiver in football this season to have at least five catches in every game. So I think he's, uh, you know, he doesn't have the high upside, but the guy in PPR leagues isn't going to kill you. Um, other than that, no one else is worth a play. For the Kansas City side, uh, uh, Kareem Hunt has, has come back with a uh, M&F and vengeance over the past couple weeks. I'm not sure why I censored myself, but I did. Uh, so clearly you're rolling Hunt and hoping that this new hot streak continues. Travis Kelsey is uh, is a no-doubter. Tyreek Hill uh, obviously is, is the guy you're going to start. And then the only really question mark, and again, this would be a streaming situation, is Alex Smith. Uh, it could be the 49er fan in me, but I've always had a hard time trusting Alex Smith. You know, here's the thing with, Give us your nerd uh, stats why you shouldn't play Alex Smith. Well, no, I'm not going to say don't play him. I I just don't necessarily love him this week. Just because, look, the last two weeks, Kareem Hunt has been a monster. And why has he been a monster? Because they're giving him the ball. He's had 49 um, rushing attempts the last two weeks. The four weeks before that, he only had 47 over those four weeks. So they're giving him the ball. Um, I think they're going to keep doing it, honestly. And it makes sense to keep doing it. So I think we're going to see, you know, Kansas City's big favorites. I think they could get out to an early lead. I think it's a Kareem Hunt game script. Don't get me wrong. Tyreek and, and Kelsey will still get theirs. But because of that, Alex Smith is he's not necessarily a favorite option of mine this week. The Denver Broncos will go to Washington. Denver is a complete uh, black hole as far as offense is concerned, although C.J. Anderson has severely woken up over the past couple weeks. Do you think that uh, that Anderson can continue his his, uh, recent surge against the the Redskins? Redskins rush defense, 28th in the league in, in terms of yards, giving up 123 yards a game um, last three weeks. C.J. Anderson has got 110, 73, and 158 yards from scrimmage. So I think it's going to be a, a, a C.J. Anderson week. And look, Brock Osweiler came in in, in relief of, who was it? Was it Trevor Simeon? That yes, Trevor Simeon. That yes. got hurt. And Osweiler looked like a man possessed. I don't know who he thought he was. He was running around like he was a fucking high school senior getting ready to bed down the homecoming queen before prom. I don't know who that guy was. He was on point. He was throwing long touchdowns. 
it was not Brock Osweiler, but I've never seen a, a person look quite like that before. I mean, it was well, amazing. He looked good, and, and that being said, it's not going to last. If he's healthy, is going to start this week. So, yeah. Which I understand. They're not in the playoff hunt. They want to see what they have with Lynch, but honestly, don't they know by now they've had Lynch on the roster for two years? Don't they know what they have in Paxton Lynch by now? So, I don't know. It, it, because of that, it makes me nervous with the receivers. Um, the quarterback uncertainty, uh, I think C.J. Anderson, and, and you, look, you still play Demarius Thomas. He's still a guy you're, you're not going to bench, but other than, than C.J. Anderson and, and Demarius Thomas, I'm not going to play anyone. No, there's not much to get excited about there. On the Washington side, Kirk Cousins, who was the quarterback I'm going against in that, in that league, so uh, I'm kind of excited about that because Denver's – I, the pass defense doesn't give up a lot of yards. They give up a lot of touchdowns. So I'm a little concerned about that. Uh, what do you think on the, the Washington offensive side? Who are you excited about there? I'm not excited about anyone. The wide receivers, I mean, we're going to see Josh Doxson get guarded by um, Akib Tlaib a lot. Denver has probably the best cornerback as far as covering slot receivers and Chris Harris. So, Jamison Crowder has got a tough matchup this week. Kirk Cousins hasn't been playing that great. He's been a, a bottom-half quarterback in his last four games, so he hasn't even been in the top 16 quarterbacks the last four weeks. Um, you know, maybe Vernon Davis. I would throw out there one way if you're going to beat this this defense in Denver. Um, you can beat him with a tight end. So, maybe Vernon Davis is a guy that I kind of like, but... That's about it on that Washington team. All right, so the Jets and the Chargers, we talked a lot about this already, so we'll kind of go through this pretty quick. Uh, with with uh, Petty at quarterback for the Jets, uh, is there anyone you can trust on the Jets' offense? No. Um, Robbie Anderson in two games without Josh McCown. He's been the wide receiver 62 and the wide receiver 43, so... Yes, Petty and him do have somewhat of a uh, a rapport, but the Chargers are tough against the pass, man. They got um, their fourth against the pass, giving up only 201 yards a game. Um, they got some good corners back there. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a long week for, for Bryce Petty, and, and I love the Chargers this week. I don't like... Honestly, I, I don't like anyone on the Jets' side of the ball this week. No, me neither. Uh, as far as the Chargers are concerned, what are your thoughts on Tyrell Williams? Who, uh, you know, People keep thinking he's going to have a big breakout. He's had a few good games this week. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tyrell Williams? You know, here's something, one of those interesting kind of nerd stats, and it's not mine, it's from Rich Rebar, but over 20% of the completions against the Jets have gone for 20-plus yards, second-highest rate in the league. And that makes me think that, you know, Tyrell Williams or even Travis Benjamin could be, you know, in for one of those sneaky good weeks that Jets, you know, kind of hemorrhage those big plays. So Tyrell Williams, this could be a – I don't love him in regular season. I don't want to pin my fantasy hopes on him. But if you play a couple lineups in DFS and you want to put him in a tournament lineup, I think he could do worse than him this week. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and the San Francisco 49ers allow me to take this time to tell you how wonderful and beautiful and the hope that comes with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, The 49ers have been reborn. Uh, 
they are probably the most exciting 3-10 team ever. Uh, I have hope for the future. I am in love. I would love to be Mrs. Garoppolo. <laughs> you know, I was very surprised because Jacksonville has been blowing out people. Jacksonville is only a four-point favorite this week against San Francisco. That kind of surprised me a little bit. But let's just go over this with, with yours because people out there know Jacksonville's defense is the best defense in the league this year. I, I don't think that's any surprise um, to anyone out there. And look, someone's got to give this week. Garoppolo has been averaging 33 pass yards per drive since he's t- taken over in San Francisco, which is most in the league. Jacksonville only allows 15 pass yards per drive, which is the fewest in the league. So this is going to be a tough matchup for Garoppolo. Um I think he can still have an average week, but don't expect one of those 300-yard weeks like uh, like you've had the last couple. I just want to say that I'm so excited about Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm, I've taken my shirt off. I'm doing the rest of this. I want to get you a little bit more excited because I was watching Colin Cowherd today. Oh, God. And they, and they had uh, John Lynch on there, and they were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And, he said it was amazing how quickly Garoppolo came in and assumed a leadership role in that clubhouse. He's like, and, and I, I don't remember if he said it exactly this way, but it's unusual for a guy to come in halfway through the season, maybe even more than halfway through the season. Yeah, way more than halfway. Yeah, and so, and, and kind of take over that quickly. And then they had from another show clips of Garoppolo where he was guiding the, the wide receivers on the field and, and how he was talking to them, telling them what the defense was doing. If I were you, I would be uh, I would be excited for Jimmy Garoppolo for years to come. I uh, dude, I have a three quarter chub right now just talking about it. I'm not I even. Figure you do. I figure you do. I'm not even. I'm not even lying. But uh, you know, to be honest, this week. Obviously, expectations are tempered. The, the Jacksonville defense is among the best in the league. So, like you said, to expect another 300-yard game from Jimmy Garoppolo is a little bit of a stretch. If he does, and somehow they win this game, you will see my penis from Michigan. I just want no, to let you know. No, yes, you will. It no. is gonna, it's going to come from New York. It's going to dro- go around the Great Lakes, and it's going to poke you in the ear if the 49ers win this game. Jeez, dear God, let Jacksonville. So, uh, you know, but to be in all seriousness, for for fantasy football, obviously his favorite target is Marquise Goodwin. Do you have any confidence in starting him this week? No, no, not okay. really. I, I hate to say it, but you know he gets peppered with targets, and, and he's had you know his last three weeks ninety nine, hundred and six, and one hundred and fourteen yards. But he hasn't scored. He's only scored one touchdown this year. That was in week ten. Um, he's not a guy that you can rely on a touchdown. And against Jacksonville, he's not a guy that you can rely on getting a hundred yards receiving. So, what's his, his upside this week? Maybe five or six catches for sixty yards. Uh, I don't know. I. I, think I, I you know right. I don't know I mean you know Aldrick Robinson is is probably not going to play so I mean there's not that many other guys to throw to I mean Trent Taylor's okay George Kittle's okay Garrett Selleck uh, you know Garoppolo seems to really have a, a little man crush on uh, you know I I don't see the offense being completely shut down I can see them scoring you know seventeen maybe twenty points 
Uh, I can see. Giving up 170 pass yards per game. But they so, haven't played you got, the you got three or four guys Jimmy Garoppolo you know, yet, though. Three guys, 50 yards apiece. You're looking at about, you know, the average that they've given up. But it's Jimmy Garoppolo. He runs onto the field without his helmet on so everyone can see how attractive he is. Uh, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, if you want to play Goodwin, that's fine. I'm not in love with it. For me, he's looking at five or six catches. 60 yards, probably no score. So that's double-digit points in PPR leagues. It's, it's not horrible. Um, so he'll probably be a, a wide receiver three this week, you know, maybe wide receiver four, depending. He's been a wide receiver two lately, though. The the 49ers defense hasn't been as bad as you'd think, but they're still not great. Uh, if, if you had to choose, let, let's, just, let's just throw this out here. If you had to choose between Flacco and... Or or uh, Blake Bortles this week as a streaming option. Who would you choose between those two? Bortles. Okay. I think Bortles is. is I mean, he's been playing really well. Um, he's. You know, I think it's going to be a closer game where uh, I think he is going to be in more passing situations than Joe Flacco. He's had double digit passing scores in his last three weeks. And he's got a better chance to throw for over 300 yards. He's done that in two of the last three weeks. So, give me the choice. I'm taking Bortles over uh, Flacco. The Seahawks Bortles over Jimmy Garoppolo too. Yeah, the Seahawks will travel to Dallas to face the now Ezekiel Elliott uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, as far as the Cowboys are concerned, I mean it's Dak, Dez, and Zeke. Uh, there, there's really nothing else to consider as far as the Dallas Cowboys are considered. Uh, for fantasy football. For Seattle, uh, Russell Wilson continues to run for his life, but has continued to make an amazing amount of plays. Uh, so he is a must-start uh, as far as I'm concerned for Seattle. Uh, so, I mean, the only real choice is Jimmy Graham threw up a dud. Mike Davis, eh. I mean, what are your thoughts on the Seattle defense? I'm sorry, Seattle offense. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You scared me a little bit. You know, Jimmy I've been Graham drinking. Guys, he... The last two weeks, he, he's been down. I mean, the last four weeks, he's only had about 12% of the team targets. Before that, he was averaging 19.3% of the targets. So um, you're kind of hoping for a touchdown with him, which he could. I mean, he is, is peppered with red zone targets. Um, you know, he's kind of a middle of the, the, the road tight end one for me. I, I can't remember where I had him, five, six maybe even seven somewhere in there this week. So, you know, I like Graham. Um, Mike Davis, he's had one game better than running back 36. <sighs> I don't love him. If you're desperate, I would I put him in there because he has been getting some volume, but I don't love him this week. The receivers, really, other than, than Baldwin, you never know who's going to get the, the looks between Tyler Lockett and Paul Richardson. So I, I guess Wilson I'm playing. Um Doug Baldwin I'm playing, and Graham I'm playing. Other than that, I'm, I'm staying away from the other guys. The pathetic New York Giants will travel to Arizona to face the Cardinals. Uh, man, this is not a lot to be excited about uh, this week. Sterling Shepard, uh, Evan Ingram. Uh, you I, know what? I, I actually like Sterling Shepard this week. Yeah, I mean, Sterling Shepard is good. Arizona. Patrick Peterson 
Anderson does not cover slot receivers, and Sterling Shepard, um, and, and actually Arizona, the secondary options, have torched that Arizona defense. So um, I think Sterling Shepard could be in for a sneaky good week. Arizona has only allowed four tight end ones this week, so I'm not in love with Ingram this week. He's still going to be a tight end one. I think I got him at eight or nine, something like that. Um, other Sterling Shepard's really my, my favorite play on the Giants this week, though. For Arizona, uh, Kerwin Williams is uh, questionable. Is Elijah Penny someone that you can uh, possibly think of? What the hell? I mean, who's making his name E-L-I-J-H-A-A? I I mean... Well, I mean, if you are going to sound it out, Elijah, you know, hey, maybe all the other people are wrong and, and his mom was right. Who knows? But... Um, you know, DJ Foster has been involved in the kind of that third down passing back. Um, Penny could be, you know, a solid play if Kerwin Williams is out. I, I think I would consider him, um, but it's kind of a scary play this week if 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 you're relying on him for your championship. So basically, this game we're, we've broken down to Sterling Shepard and Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, right? It's basically uh, yeah. Yeah. And Drew Stanton is starting, and, and Fitz has seen his highest work volume under Drew Stanton. So weeks 9 and 10, uh, Fitzgerald had five catches for 70 yards, but then 10 catches for 113. So, yeah, Fitzgerald and Sterling Shepard, and that's it. Steelers in Houston. Uh, Houston, all we've got is, is uh, Hopkins. I guess you're probably starting Lamar Miller if you have him at this point. I guess. Um, I'm not in love with it. Let's just say that. So, he's become not a must-play. The funny part is, he's still in PPR leagues, but running back 11 on the season. The guy never has that huge week, I, I, but he's solid just about every week. Except for the last two weeks, he's been shitty. But, um, yeah, he, he's one of those guys that's kind of one of those High floor but low ceiling guys that that you're going to be playing. As far as the Steelers, uh, man, the 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 Texans defense has been uh, what's a nice way to say really really shitty. Uh, I guess really really shitty is the best way to say it. Uh, so you're looking at Ben, you're looking at Bell, you're looking at Juju and Martavis. Uh, I I think. Basically, those four guys are are must starts in your fantasy lineups. I agree, and Bell is one of my favorite plays with Antonio Brown. If you're going to spend up in DFS on anyone, I think I'm going to spend up on Le'Veon Bell this week. I mean, he's had at least 20 touches in 13 straight games. He is. They're going to rely heavily on him with Antonio Brown. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Juju. I like Martavis Bryant. I'm going to play him both in, in season-long leagues and some with DFS. But Lev Bell is one of my favorite plays this week. Finally, the Raiders and the um, Eagles. That's right, the Eagles. Uh, I think this is going to be a bloodbath. Uh, can you trust Nick Foles, Steve? <sighs> yeah, I think you can. You know, and I know there's a lot of uh, talk about if... Um, Oh, geez, who is it? If someone wins, Philly won't have anything to play for. But look, Nick Foles has got to get some reps. If they're going to count on him in the playoffs, they're going to need Nick Foles 
at his best, and they're going to need to get him reps these last couple weeks of the season. So I'm not worried about Foles being benched. Um, and I think it's a great de- great matchup against this Oakland defense. So, yeah, I'll, I'll play him. Last week he threw for four touchdowns, so can't expect that every week. Don't get me wrong. Um, but he knows Doug Peterson's system's been, been, been with him. This is the third go-round where they've been together, so he knows the offense, um, and he's got some weapons. So Ertz, Aguilar, Alshon, all good plays. What about Ajayi out of the backfield? <sighs> you know, until they start giving him the ball, it's hard to trust them. You know, I'm really shocked, Steve. You know, when this trade happens, I remember on the show, I was like, you know, and I'm not the huge, the biggest Jai fan. You will, you will attest to that. But when he got traded to Philadelphia, I was like, this guy is going to just blow up for the rest of the season. And damn it, I've been wrong. Well, they've given him, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's had 15 and 12 carries the last two weeks. And that was up from five and nine the, the two weeks before that. But they still give Blunt the ball. They still give the rookie Corey Clement the ball. If they gave him 20 to 25 carries a game, he would be an RB1 behind that offensive line, in my opinion. He's been the most productive runner that they've had. Let's just face it. He's the best runner that they have. And without Wentz, you would think they would lean on him. But they don't. I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. So until they give him those carries, um, it's hard to trust him. And as far as the the Raiders are concerned, uh, oh my God! I mean, what has happened with the Raiders? Uh, I don't know what the hell to trust there. Well, let's just go position by position right now. Last time Derek Carr was higher than the quarterback fifteen was Week Seven um, at home. Philadelphia only gives up 48 rush yards per game, so I don't like Lynch. I don't like Carr. I don't like Lynch. Jared Cook, tight end, um, hasn't had more more than two receptions. Or he's only had more than two receptions in one of his last five games. And Philly's only allowed four tight end ones on the season. So I don't like Cook. Um, and now there's a, it looks like Amari Cooper may be back, which could put a damper on Crabtree. Crabtree has been getting crazy usage these last two weeks. Um, If Cooper comes back, it limits him. So I'm playing Crabtree. Other than that, I'm staying away from everyone. Amen, sir. Uh, You know, we're going to finish off the show with one last question. Uh, Our good friend Jonesy uh, emailed me in a a question not long ago. He sent to, uh, he needs one of these. For PPR, and I'm going to force him to listen to this entire show to get his answer. Alright, so he's got both Green Bay backs, so we've already talked, so the Jamal Williams is going to be the one. D.D. Westbrook or Keenan Cole, Keelan Cole, so we've already, so let's just say uh, Williams or Cole. Jack Doyle? In a PPR, did you say? A half point PPR. So we got Jamal Williams, Keelan Cole... Jack Doyle or Kendall Wright? I'm going the well. Here's what I would say: If your roster is shaky and you need a, a big, you know what? No, I'm going Keelan Cole no matter what. Kendall Wright, I was going to say, you know, he's been littered with targets. I think it's a good week for him. You know, but but I think he could get those seven or eight catches for 80 yards, and if he doesn't score, you're screwed. 
I think Keelan Cole has the best shot for a touchdown. I think he could be in for a huge week against, uh, I hate to say it, but against, you know, your 49ers. I'm going Keelan Cole myself. I'm going to go Keelan Cole with Jamal Williams as a number two. Oh, you need two? No, no, you only need one, but I'm going to just say if I was going to pick a second, I would pick uh, pick Jamal Williams. I think my second would be Kendall Wright, to okay. be honest with you. That's fine. So that, you know, with the, the share that they have in Green Bay against that tough Minnesota defense, uh, I think I slightly lean. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Minnesota's a tough defense. All right, and then he's got the Chargers D against the Jets or the Dallas D against Seattle. Oh, I'm taking Chargers. Me too. Okay. So there you go, Jonesy. Uh, we definitely agree with Keelan Cole. Uh, if you don't like it, Steve says go with Kendall Wright. I say Jamal Williams. And we both say go with the Chargers D. Uh, I'm going to email you, but I'm going to say to listen to the show so we can get some plays. Give him the answer. Give him the answer. I will. I will. But I hope he's going to listen to it anyway. He was. Yeah, uh, I want to he... say, if anyone is a, a fan of Jonesy on social media, he just posted it. I know you're a fan of stand-up comedy. Some guy, he, he just shared the link, did a, a little video where he played the part of Bill Burr, and it is spot on his imitation of Bill Burr. One of the funniest things I've watched in quite some time. So, if you're a fan of stand-up comedy. Take a look at Jonesy on social media. Look at that video with Bill Burr. And I'll try to find it and share it as well, but it's hilarious. Yeah, it's at Funny Jones if you don't follow him on Twitter. Uh, and again, Steve is at FantasyGeek37. I'm at Fighting Chance. So find us all there. But definitely, and also go, I think it's, uh, it's Jonesy.com. Also is his website. This dude has done, you know, not only sports, but so much funny stuff over the year. Uh, it's just a matter of time for, for we see him hitting it big. Uh, he's been on Gotham. He's been on Kimmy Schmidt. He's been on Dave Letterman, although that's not a thing anymore. But uh, Jonesy's right in the cusp of, of making something big for himself. So, you know, I try to stay close to him and talk to him just because, you know, someday I want, like, a really famous friend. And, uh, and that would be Jonesy. So he's a really funny dude. So go to at, uh, at Funny Jones on Twitter. Or go to jonesy.com. Uh, you'll find some funny stuff there. He, uh, not only sports related, like I said, but he's uh, he's always got something funny up his sleeve. Amen. So that uh, that's it for uh, this week's show, week 16. Uh, it's Fantasy Championship Sunday for most of you, unless you play in the douchebag leagues that go to the week 17. So if you have any last-minute uh, lineup decisions, also always find us on Twitter. Uh, Steve is, again, at FantasyGeek37. I'm at Fighting Chance. Uh, we will answer questions up until Sunday at kickoff or Saturday. No, Saturday, too. There's two games on Saturday. But we are here for you. Um, you know, there will probably be some penis jokes and some other off-color humor, but uh, we are there for you for fantasy football talk as well. We are going to have uh, Brandon, Marion Lee from Her Fantasy Football and Fantasy Alarm. She does some work for Fantasy Alarm. That's going to be our guest next week. Uh, but until then, Steve, unless you, you have anything else to, to add, I think we're going to uh, we're going to sign off. You know, I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get a chance to talk about the XFL or the Big. Oh tournament. damn it! I meant to bring that up. But maybe we'll have to uh, touch on that next. Please, please, you know, I have an old man memory. I don't remember shit. Uh, I really want to talk about both of them. I'm really disappointed that I forgot. I got talking about the goddamn dog, and I forgot about the XFL. Stupid-ass dog. Uh, 
we'll talk about the XFL next week. Hopefully, maybe we'll have some more news if, if Vince McMahon is going to bring it back. Uh, but God damn it, I really hope so because it's good. if nothing else, it's good for comedy. But uh, it, until next week, uh, good luck to all of you who are in your fantasy championships. Steve, good luck to you. I know you're in two, right? Uh, yes, two of my seven that I am, and the one that you talked about with Mike Evans earlier beat me by a half a point. Oh, god damn it. So, yeah, it was a, a tough loss. So, I am still alive in, in a points league where I'm uh, I'm right up toward the top, got a chance to finish number one. But other than that, two of my, well, let's just say six leagues because the other one's a points league. All right, so we will talk to you next Wednesday at 10 p.m. Uh, we'll have no uh, technical difficulties, so it actually will be 10 p.m. as we get ready for the final week of the NFL regular season, and we're just going to have some shenanigans. Again, we'll have Brandon Marion Lee from Her Fantasy Football. So until then, this is Ryan Hallam for Steve Rappin, the Fighting Chance Fantasy Show. Good night, everybody. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.